It's a silly thing, but I never thought about Mechanicus eating before. I just assumed they had batteries or some sort of fuel. And Asterius, Antipata, and Hieronymia sit in silence across from me, spooning some sort of gruel as C-31 keeps his eyes trained out the window. I look at the table spread and am dumbstruck by its variety. It's absurd. The sector is falling apart. People starve in the city. And we're here eating brewers' delicacies. How are you adapting? Huh? Your appetite. Following an augmentation, hunger typically subsides. Maybe you could give me a new stomach then. Stomach augmentation? <laughs> Highly recommended. Please, eat. The provisions in the sector run low. This will be one of the last feasts for quite some time. We will ration as we approach the Mandeville Point. Sure. How are you planning to cross? The Nakaman Gauntlet is too far and Vigilus is ablaze. We're not crossing the Gauntlet. There isn't another passage. I've run a highly complex series of calculations and found another current. It'll be the most calculated jump in human history. The Priestess is a master logician. Corroboration. Data estimates safe passage. Facts and data are important to you folks, but the warp is alive. It's filled with all sorts of creatures and energies. It'll eat your readings for breakfast. I wouldn't take you for a skeptic. Aren't pirates all romantics at heart? <laughs> all right then. Ask me as many questions as you wish, Thalen. I'm certain that I convince you that we will succeed. There's that damned arrogance. Fine. And if at any point you're lying, you let me off this damn ship. Agreed. Fine. You need a navigator to get through. Where's yours from? The nomadic House of Quarter has lent us their aid. They are already integrated. Okay, we're here for fuel. You'll need an unholy amount to cross the warp 150 spot. gallons per cycle to keep the hot water moving. Half a ton of the precious liquids for revolution to propel the ship. Have you crossed any warp storm before? The Epsilon Rubicast. Child's play. <laughs> Biggest regret. I missed an opportunity to ascend the priesthood when the Cicatrix Maledictum opened. I've been trapped here ever since. And even still, the faithful follow me. They put their trust in me. That's why I wish to return to the Red Planet. Not just to survive this dying corner of space, but to finally earn my due. Why do you think you deserve it? Because I want it. The niceties run out of her voice. Her eyes lock with mine. Self-righteous zeal washes over her. Corroboration. Priestess's ascension is most logical outcome. Accomplishment of high regard. If we survive. Have faith, Miss Strongamere. Faith. It is time to say goodbye to the Imperium Nihilus, Thalen. Come. We have rituals to attend to before we depart. Faith.
We exit the governor's mansion and follow a path down along a stone corridor. The passage twists into the hovels of the people who live in squalor, all gathered around the sides of a canal. What is this place? Action in loading records. Say it out loud. I need to hear it too. Request inefficient. Data sharing between two bodies. Humor me. Information. This is the Ascanian, the Holy River, the Redeeming Flood. The faithful bathe in it, given to worship. It washes away ignorance. It cleanses the mind. I peer into the brown waters. It boils and lets off a sickening aroma. It's... toxic. Confirmation. Pollution levels far above tolerable. Then why? The local faith would traditionally seek the blessing of the Emperor of Mankind by bathing in these waters. Now they've been tainted. What better baptism to overcome the harshness of our journey? At the edge of the canal, Hieronymia begins to disrobe. Um, what, what are you... What is she? You expect me to risk hundreds of lives and not get my hands dirty? Without her robes, I can see the lengths she's gone to reinvent herself. Her shoulders are forged from curved iron, and her back is an amalgamation of synthetic meshes and rigid steel. Hundreds of miniature pistons shift and rattle down her spine, and her body clicks with the movement of a metal skeleton. The noxious waters boil around her as she begins to submerge herself in a toxic river. Gases steam off her metal thighs and hips. You may not like the way we've met, Miss Garmin, but it's hard to hate someone once you understand them. By moving away from our human bodies, we increase our likelihood of survival. She isn't your jailer. She's saving you. Saving you from the sector and the weakness of flesh. She turns and looks at me. And her eyes betray a smile. She's taken notice of you. Like she did for me. For a moment, I forgot she's my captor. And begin to believe. Maybe... She can actually do this. What's going on? Global Defense Matrix has come online. Xeno signatures have entered high orbit. Imperial Navy assets have been routed. What are they doing here? A look at Hieronymia. She exits the waters, steam rolling off her frame. It's the Drukhari. And Asterius hands her the robes, and she nods if, if expectant of the situation. I collect lost souls, Thalen. It appears that their former slavers want back what they mistakenly think is theirs. A flash of light illuminates the canal, and all eyes are cast upwards. In high orbit, we see an Imperial cruiser billowing smoke as it trails across the skyline, falling to the horizon. Skatari preparing for evacuation. What is a pilgrimage without a trial?
get back to Brewer's Landing Bay and the crews are scrambling. Guardsmen trip up the loading decks to get to their stations, and airmen haphazardly buckle into their fighters. It's utter chaos. Bombardments in the distance shake the ground. The Dark Eldar, enigmatic as they are, aren't as subtle as you'd think. They're ripping through orbit on a direct path for the mansion, and everything between us and them is going up in flames. Everybody on the dropship, hurry! Hurry! We ready? Ship is booting. Confirmation. Machine spirit appeals complete. Pirate, if anything happens to her... Well, if she dies, I die, so... I don't like you being here. Your presence carries an unnecessary degree of risk. Duly noted, Tin Man. C-31 pulls up real-time data on the monitor next to my cockpit. We look for anti-air assets to cover our escape. Enemy transports. They're dropping troops and treading through the guard. Hey, wait! Can't leave us! Guardsmen race to dropship and begin piling up the back. Hey! Let go of the hatch! Please accept your fate! Lady Bosch! Lady Bosch! We need to work together. This world is under attack. You can't let them take us alive! Proceed! C-31 clears off the stairways, and I swallow hard. Ignition. My heart is pumping, and I can't tell if I'm afraid. We're having the time of my life. The alien scorched the sky with waves of fire. Direct hit. First round. These guys aren't joking around. They don't care about the guardsmen reserves. We're clearly the target. We limp off the side of the landing bay and begin skimming the streets. The Xenos graze us as we blast past, squads of them unloading their weapons. The vertical takeoff stalls. You need to lift! Yeah, working on it! Geronimia walks up to the console and points at the long-range sensors. The command vehicle at the center. They'll aim for that first to cover their descent. Target ahead. Dead ahead in the middle of the street is a dark Eldar with a long-barreled weapon. It crackles with energies too bright to miss from here. Phelan. The alien lifts its weapon. It crackles with power. Haywire! <laughs> Son of a bitch! A beam of energy pierces the front of the ship, and the damaged systems crackle and fold in on themselves. Appeasement. Machine spirit calm thy supports. We know, Stein. I fight with the controls to avoid the buildings around us. Fly, flesh bag. Omnissiah, guard us. Our ship begins to pull away from the ground. It's too late. Hold on! We bounce and roll, crashing through many factor malls and shipping containers until we hit a steel cathedral, which stops us cold. I turn around in the flight chair. The tech priests look fine as they move to their feet. Several of the Skitarii have been impaled by the shrapnel of the ship. That's what I notice. Veronimia is wincing. I thought tech priests purged all negative emotion. They're closing in. 40 seconds to evacuate. Dropship has been released from orbit. 12 minutes until arrival. Change of plan. Escort priestess to drop point. Avoid Drakari. Avoid them? No shit! The remaining Skitari I bust off the back hatch without much effort. 
City lamps are flickering and last gunfire in the distance shrinks as the last guardsmen are snuffed out. I hobble on my leg and chase the crew as the city thrums with explosions around us. We run through the crowded streets, but I'm pushing myself as fast as I can. Held down by the artificial leg. It doesn't take long before I start to fall behind. Their flesh and metal are merged, and I'm running on a stilt. Keep pace. Damn it! This stupid thing! That bionic is standard issue. Yeah? How'd you get yours? Step on a mine? Alert! Barrage! Mysterious's warning comes seconds before the dark hell's on open fire. I drop to my belly as the Skitari I take a knee and begin laying down fire. We climb behind a rock creek barrier and exchange fire with the thickest walls between us and them that we can find. Must be quick on your feet, Mr. Alamir. Alert! Dropships arriving! On a nearby rooftop, a pair of dropships descend. This guitar here I take formation and lay down cover and fire, and may willingly sacrifice themselves to cover our escape. <sighs> I crawl behind another barrier as the dark Eldar rip through the crowd between us and the dropship. Can't make it on this damp leg. I'm realizing I'm going to die here. Until a metal hand drops before my face. What did I say about dying? Rise. Hieronymia pulls me to my feet. And the muscles in my calf seize up as we begin to run. My thigh is on fire. And all the air in my lungs are gone. My chest is dry. Everything burns. Almost there. We stumble into the rubble as its rear door opens. Almost there. Almost. I made it. I made it. I. Without a moment to rest, C-31 grabs me by the collar and throws me into the pilot's seat. Let's go! Board! Closest peril! We're almost Antipara! Antipara is shredded to pieces as she races into the dropship. I kick the dropship into gear and face forward, banking the craft away from our pursuers. I see the second dropship laying down cover and fire and begin our descent when transient sound detected. What? Enemy gunship. The flyer races past us and good shots into our rear. Dropships, this is C-31. Provide countermeasures and cover ascent. Priestess is aboard. Alert! Gunship returning! I'm not going to lose them! They're too fast! Hieronymia walks over and places her hand on our ship's data tether. Tentacles exit her sleeves and she plugs into the dropship's communication array. Machine, forgive us our trespassing. It's coming around again! You have been loyal. Machine, destroy thyself. Concern, no! Just like that, the second dropship accelerates full throttle and dives into the path of the ship. Trapped by the buildings around us, the Xenos gunship has no space to maneuver, and the two collide in a chromatic blur of explosive smoke and steel. Ow.
And Asterius hangs his head, wounded by the action. It's like he's lost a parent. Or a friend. We break into high orbit, and Hieronymia's eyes catch mine, and I recognize her expression. My priestess, are you troubled? Fury. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to part three of A Cog in Crimson. This fan-made audio drama is part of an anthology series put on by Cold Open Stories, and it's our first serialized arc. Now, what we're doing could be called community theater set in the 41st millennium. Each month or so, we write a script and then you, the listener, audition to play the parts. It's a great way to build community and share stories worth telling. Now, all levels of experience are welcomed, and these are fan productions, so whether you're a writer, an actor, or an alien raiding party with a grudge, you can check us out on coldopenstories.com or on social media for the latest casting call. A Cog in Crimson was written, directed, and produced by Colin DeGraff, with music composed by Robert Renato Hack. This episode starred Stuart Moyer, Richie Amons, Tara Burke, Philip Sacramento, Brianna McDowell, Shay Shell, and Jonathan Cox. Additional voices provided by Carla Mack and Sebastian Zach. Now I'll let you go with one more thing. You know, Patreon, we don't have one. And we don't want one. The best way that you can help us isn't by donating, but by sharing our stories in your network. Without a cast, none of this is possible. So please spread the signal and consider auditioning or writing for our next story.